0: Hi, and welcome to another episode of Divorce and Everything in Between. My name is Carla DaCosta. I am the author of Seconds Please Lessons on Life, Love, and Self After Divorce. And I am a divorce coach for women and increasingly men here in Australia. Today I wanted to talk about something I'm really passionate about and it's a very off-the-cuff, spur-of-the-moment podcast that I'm recording for you today, unscripted, unplanned. I was laying in my backyard enjoying the sunshine because I am a big believer in the power of sunshine and vitamin D for our health. (laughs) If you follow me on social media you know that I'm all for the outdoor nature-based living and I was doing something outside that I do through pure habit. It's not something that I even do with much thought or planning now. And that is setting my manifestation and intention setting while I'm just doing other things. And so I wanted to share with you My three favorite ways to manifest into your life what you are desiring to attract. In my personal life, my friends joke and tease me for being a bit of a unicorn when it comes to manifesting, a super expander, a super manifester. I have a way of knowing what it is that I want and then being able to clear the space for the next best thing and the next pathway to be able to just present itself to me. I have a very strong knack for this, but I didn't always have this knack. And I think if I think about it, you know, what I am really skilled at, I'll get to the um, the three techniques in a moment, but what I am really skilled at is I am very... Um, I'm very able to let go of the process in that I don't need it to have to happen in a certain way. I am very good at having an intention and knowing what it is that I would love as a desired result. And then I'm very open for that coming to me in the way that it needs to come to me, which always requires a letting go of something or some things so that there is the space for the new thing to come in. And so I really wanted to mention that because it's not always a straight line and it's not always an easy process. Almost always something has to be cleared from our life first for the thing that we desire to have the space to come in. And that is where some of us get stuck. We are caught up in the process of loss or of things coming undone but actually sometimes things need to come undone before they can come together in the way that we desire for them can you hear the birds outside it's so beautiful (laughs) all right so what is my first favorite manifestation technique Actually, my first technique that I use every single day is I always work from a place of what is my best case scenario. So many of us imagine our worst case scenario. We are worrying in our heads on a cycle, going round and round about how things could fall apart, not work for us, not come together. As soon as I know what it is that I would love as a desired result, I get really clear on what is the best case scenario to happen for me in this space. And I don't um, diminish it. I don't, um, I don't, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? I just let it be what it is. I don't try to make it smaller. I just allow it to be as grand, even if it seems out there. I always have a predominant best case scenario that I remind myself of when I wake up in the morning and when I fall asleep at night, I am thinking about the best case scenario that I'm trying to create in my life. And sometimes if there's a lot going on in my life, it might be what is the best case scenario for me by the end of this week or what is the best case scenario for me by the end of this month. And if I'm in the space where energetically I'm open to thinking about more grander plans for myself what is the best case scenario for me by the end of the the year? Where would I love to see myself? What would I love to see happen? When we can move our thinking into being predominantly focused on the best case scenario and not the worst case scenario, that's when we become very intentional manifestors because we are looking for bits and pieces, crumbs and pieces of the puzzle that are going to lead us towards the best case scenario for ourselves. This is not to say that I never fall into worry-based thinking, of course I do, but I am absolutely predominantly in the best case scenario type of thinking and I will journal from this best case scenario perspective also. And when I find myself slipping into worst case scenarios, I always try to stop myself as soon as I can and bring myself Back to that best case scenario thinking. The number two way that I love to manifest is I. You know, I spend a lot of time at home on my own because I work from home, and I, that's why you see me in and out of the house. You know, I get out for lunch uh, or for a coffee, I, I exercise out on the beach a lot. It's because so much of my work day is predominantly home based because of the work that I do being on Zoom all day. But what this does allow me for is I get the chance to talk to myself quite a bit <laughs> with nobody really listening. <laughs> And what I do is sometimes I pretend like I'm being interviewed about this best-case scenario that I see happening for myself. And I answer out loud the questions as though I was being interviewed. And I literally talk about the scenario of how it all came together for me. And I talk about it as though it's already happened And if you do this exercise, what you will find is you will actually start speaking to yourself out loud from a more higher self energy where the logical process of how you got from where you are today to where you want to be just starts coming together as you answer these questions. You are almost going to break down the pathway for yourself in a very logical, this makes sense manner. It's a very powerful exercise. And if you find this exercise difficult, sometimes sitting down and working out the logical pathway, if you were just to look at it from an analysis perspective what would I you know have to expect to have happen here and then use that to pretend like you're being interviewed on it's a very powerful exercise and I you know highly suggest you um, try that one in the cars also fantastic because people can drive past you they think that you're just on the telephone they don't know that you're talking to yourself (laughs) But try this try this practice. I find it incredibly powerful, and the third way that I love to manifest in my life is vision boarding. If I have this idea of what I want and the best case scenario for me very clearly in my mind, and you know as a result also on paper because I do like to journal at different times, then having that visual. Cue of what I desire to look at on my phone, printed off or on a um, canvas board, a cork board, sorry, in my bathroom, so I see it when I'm brushing my teeth, is also very powerful. It sends very powerful cues and emotional um, emotions to your actual brain that stimulate chemicals in your brain of as, as though that you were already living that experience you are you are almost creating the desire and the feeling as though you have something before you even have it. And that is actually the way the mind and the brain works. We must experience and feel something before we can have it in our life. If we don't feel lovable, It's very hard to attract love because you do not feel lovable. You do not feel like you are love. Whereas if you are in a space where you are very loved up, feeling a lot of self-love, a lot of self-worth, you are shining and moving through your life with a very different energy. When you are in that space, it becomes much easier to attract love into your life because love is attracted by love. And so a vision board is something that I always have, and I update them every three to six months, um, particularly when I have manifested into my life what I have already put on the vision board. I will update it. And so I find vision boards over the last five to six years as I have recreated not just my life, but actually recreated who I am in my life today. I am a very different version of self today than I was five, six years ago. And I know I talk about this a lot, but I I can't emphasize enough just how different a version of self I was then to how I am today. And so I know that these practices do work. If you are emotionally connected to your goals and you desire with all of your heart and mind to become what it is that is your best case scenario for yourself in either the short term or the long term then you can manifest and you can create that Sometimes our expectations on when it should happen becomes the block and so we should always let go of the timeline and the process of how we see it coming together for us. But just because something is taking longer to come to you, doesn't mean it's not on its way to you. And sometimes the gap in between where we are today and where we want to be, that is the work. It is to become the energy, the embodiment now of what we are desiring to be. If I look at my own personal journey, you know, five, six years ago, I wanted to have a coaching business. I wanted to be the kind of woman that could have a multi-figure six-figure um coaching business that was supporting and inspiring women to to do this and to create a life that they love for themselves whether they were single or whether they were married. I mean, I just really wanted to be in the empowerment space for women 5 or 6 years ago. I wasn't a divorce coach. I was more confidence and health coaching. It was just my, by accident that my business morphed because women were attracted to me because they were seeing my journey after leaving my marriage of where I was recreating my life and and, and recreating myself. And they were inspired by my, by my journey post leaving my marriage. And that's how I started attracting women to me um, in this space where two years ago, I then decided, okay, look, every single one of my clients is coming to me because they are inspired by my journey since leaving my marriage. I might as well just own it and just change the title of what I'm doing here. And and that's how I've become a divorce coach for women by pure accident. It has just been my journey. So what I always liken manifesting to, it is like planting a seed. When we plant a seed in the garden, what do we do? We get the soil right. We get the environment right. We plant the seed we put the environment over it a little bit. We give it a little bit of love and care with some water, and then we leave it. We trust that the seed is going to sprout at the right time. And we all know that No amount of coming back and standing in front of the seed in the garden and praying at it and singing kumbaya or sprinkling crystal energy on it is going to make that seed sprout any faster. The seed will sprout when it will sprout. Your job is to just do the work and to live the journey between now and when it comes to fruition for you. It is to let go and it is to trust in the process and it is to be the energy as if it has already turned up for you. I hope this has inspired you. Manifesting is something that I have just embraced and just love as a practice. I have outgrown so many and manifested so many vision boards over the last five or six years. I can't tell you how many. I really wish that I had kept some of them now (laughs) instead of, you know, destructed them at the end and then made a new one. But I can tell you that these practices work. And if you do a version of these every single day, not with desperation but just through the power of your thinking and thought then they it will literally change what shows up for you in your life and how you feel about yourself in life lots of love to you and i will see you on my next episode